I thought we had a pack, Duke. I thought this song was off the playlist. I never agreed to that. L.A. loves it, though. I'm just rocking over here. It's oh, such yeah. a good song. Oh, yeah. Duke, you make me smile every morning I hear that song. Oh, well, let's welcome in our uh, Monday co-host, Laurie Ann Munzer, good Olympic morning. gold medalist. Good morning, L.A. Good morning, Kevin. How was your weekend? Oh, All-star weekend. I'm sure you were just glued to the TV. There was so much <laughs> sports happening, and the weather was amazing. I was contemplating riding my fat bike to work oh. here this morning if there no. was a, a snowstorm, but there wasn't that Did much you pop up the tires like we talked about last week? Oh, yeah. I have them already. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. So I'm going to tell a story, and it's, you know, when you do something so stupid and you're so embarrassed and you think, maybe it's a cleansing thing. Maybe I'm just getting, you know, it's a little bit of catharsis to get off my chest here to, to, to say this. Okay. Revealing how, how. Oh, this is going to be good. How inept that a person can be. Not a person, how inept I could be. Uh-oh. So I took my beautiful brand new Dodge 1500 for a car wash on Saturday. Uh, and I haven't mentioned this to Duke and you better pay attention here, Duke, because you're going to, you're going to go, oh man, this is bad. So. <sighs> Just nice, took my time, nice car wash, did it all by hand. And I took the, uh, they have the, um, what do you call it? The, it's kind of like the WeatherTech floor mat thing in there. Mm-hmm. So it's really custom made to the, to the, to the truck and it just fits in perfectly. Nice wash though. So I put it in and fire it. So now I start the truck and all of a sudden it just goes to about 3,500 RPM. I'm like, what the heck? So I turned it off, started again, 3,500 RPM. And this isn't making sense because it's usually, you know, when you start it, it's like 500, 700, whatever it is. So I did it a third time. I'm going, I don't understand. So I thought maybe I, you know, I don't even know what I thought. But I ended up phoning Brad McCrory from uh, St. Albert Dodge. And I'm going like, I, you know, I just started this up and it's, you know, it's kind of going to 35. And he goes, well, I don't know. And I went, oh, no. So the bottom of the WeatherTech mat caught the back part of the gas pedal. Kevin, it goes under. No, it was under, but it caught the back part of the, like the, the, the metal part. So I wasn't on top of it. I know that. I, I wasn't okay, that, just checking. It wasn't just, that stupid. Just checking. So that's how bad it was. You that's, must have the sport gas pedal. I don't know. But oh, God. I, could, I just saw when I phoned Brad, I could hear him on the other end going like, you must be the dumbest guy in the world. Have you ever done any? Like, what? you must have had something to happen to you over the years where you went, <laughs> what am I doing? Well, I have wondered a couple times when I was at uh, my first Commonwealth Games. I could not get up to speed, and I could not figure out what was going on. What had happened was mm-hmm. I cleaned, really, really cleaned my wheels. Okay. Cleaning the hubs, because when you take off the wheels, it's perfect. You can get everywhere. And in my air, the bolts had come loose because there's double locking nuts. Yeah. And I had... Give it a good twist and a good tighten. <laughs> and I could not figure out what was going on. And it wasn't until we took off the wheel and you're holding the wheel in front of you and you try to spin it, you couldn't even spin it. Oh. But there was a gift in this one because I was already warmed up. I thought I was going to be tanked. When I put on my racing wheels, oh. I was absolutely flying. So it was a gift. But I tell you, at the time, 
I was about to cry. You just kind of have to shake your head sometimes. Oh, Text crazy. coming in, one 1440 from Not Fred. Guys, do you think the Oilers can get Boone Jenner out of Columbus two years after this 3.25 mil a season? Get Columbus, Columbus to pay 50% of draft picking a player in exchange. Uh, I think Boone Jenner's just a tad higher now. I think he's 3.75. So, he's uh, yes, he's at 3.75 for two more years after this. He's 30 years old. Obviously, a great player. The Oilers would love to have him. Mm-hmm. He's the captain in Columbus. The problem is here that I would be shocked if Columbus wanted to trade their captain. You'd have to get a lot more than what you're kind of looking at here. I think the Oilers would be very interested in in Boone Jenner, but just don't see it happening. A little uh, good, more behind. Good player. Well, you know, really good player. Captain, again, fits. Well, wasn't he on Team McDavid, Duke? For the All-Star game? Boone Jenner, was he on the... He was on McDavid's team. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. So maybe not Fred's going, oh, looking... Like, well, you know. I mean, hey, that's uh, the, the Hellebuck first choice, Pasternak. It's, I don't know how much yeah. you can read into stuff like this. Uh, there was all the hubbub uh, uh, abound on Twitter was like, ooh, these guys picking uh, certain players, like they're trying to lead into something who they want their GMs to acquire here at the deadline. They compete teams. Like... They're all-stars for a reason. They're obviously very good players. Yeah. Who wouldn't want them to be on your team? And even if, you know, we can discuss the validity of some players' all-star resumes, Boone Jenner maybe being one of them. Great player, no offense, but the Blue Jackets stink. They had to send somebody. Um, but like you said, Kevin, the price to pay for a guy like this, like the Jackets are in like an identity crisis. Yeah. You think they want to trade like the one bona fide character player they have on their team? Maybe they will, but the price I think would be pretty steep it for would it. would be astronomical. And again, even if you're... I, I I would say, and I know this quite, uh, not for fact, but pretty darn close, the Oilers management isn't even looking at anyone that's making over $4 million bucks because they just can't. They, they'd have to figure it out, and you don't want to move salary out. They like their guys, who they have, and whatever. So I think they've got a good system, yep. a good team going right now, and just keep working it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, did you watch the Grammys last night at all? No. LA. Oh, really? Oh. We were out for dinner with okay, really yeah. good friends at their place. Yeah. And yeah, we hadn't been out for quite a while and we had such a good time. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about it off the top, I think, because obviously Taylor Swift is the number one entertainer in the world, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she wins this award and, and, and uh, <laughs> she uh, sort of blew off Celine Dion, who was presenting the award. Just had kind of grabbed, you know, like... If, if Celine, okay, just think about if someone, let's just say Wayne Gretzky's presenting at the NHL awards ceremony, presenting the Hart Trophy. Mm-hmm. It would be like someone just grabbing the thing out of Wayne's hand and not even acknowledging him. Oops. Yeah. She did and I get, I get that she, you know, you're excited and stuff and whatever. Yeah. Celine, Celine yeah. is like, wow. Awesome. You know, but I, it was a... We were talking off the top. Very proud. I was proud to be a Canadian. They had like we had uh, they had Joni Mitchell on, and she sang a song. And she hasn't sang ever at the Grammys ever. Never. Never. Yeah. Wow. Eighty years old. She what? Yep. Oh come on. What? No. Really? Yeah. You don't. Well, I thought she was like t- ageless, timeless. She's eighty years old, and she's never sang at the Grammys before. Last night, she sang the song called "Both Sides Now." Oh, that's such and a that good song, song, if you uh, is, do you know that song? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to sing it though. Oh, really? I'm, no, we don't want that. Hmm. 
So all the uh, all my friends are texting in. It's okay, Kev. I've done the same thing. Tiger goes, your mat was on the pedal, man. No, it wasn't. It was underneath. It clipped the bottom part. You you, you have a new like level. It's not on. It's not under, but it's under and on. So a bit of both. Yeah. Oh, KK, just ask my wife. Mats will ruin your day every time. Matt and Leduc. Oh, boy. Thanks, buddy. Your mat was on the pedal, man, Tiger. It's okay, Kev. I've done the same thing. Walnuts in the park. Uh, Brandon's not happy about it either. Oh. Well, hey, yeah. the good part is at least you didn't leave them in the car wash. I know so yeah. many people who, you know, they go to clean the mats, they clean them first, <laughs> and then they drive away, and then they're trying to look for them a little bit later, right? It's like, ah. Uh. So always check the math. My friend, the plumber, just texted in and said, yeah, that my dad Orv is up in heaven shaking his head at me right now going, what is that? And there's a lot of other comments I can't say on this one, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's the way she goes. So all-star break, it's a chance for all the players to kind of, uh, you know, take a step back, LA, and just what would you say, how, how they kind of go about that week to just sort of recharge and rejuvenate? I think it's a, a perfect week. I think it's also a special week. Uh, we've talked before about never, ever taking your foot off the gas, which is more metaphorically. But at the start, I mean, have that one day where you just go and I'm just going to say be normal. It's just go and, and do something out of the ordinary. I think uh, on one of the clips that you just had, um, oh, who who was the gentleman after Skinner? Matthias Ekholm, yeah. yeah. Matthias Ekholm. He and his wife went to a movie. Yeah. I mean, you've got to do, and I, I've got the air quotes going, normal things mm-hmm. like that, because that just does a reset. And then it's just go into the preparation and think about if you made one shift or one focus on something, what would that be? Because it's game time tomorrow, so you've got to go in, and it's just a little bit, a little bit every day, and just building on it. The plan is already set or it should be set. Mm-hmm. If you have to pivot, you make those pivots, you make those decisions, and then you get on with it. What's different about going into this break if you're an Oilers team with a 16-game winning streak compared to another team that's maybe not doing so well? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. You mm-hmm. go in business as usual. See, I would think it would be way different. I'm not. If I'm so, going into a break on a 16-game winning streak, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better about myself and looking forward to getting back where the other team is... Dreading getting back. Yeah, not yeah. dreading, just kind of, yeah. just, you know, they're just kind of treading water here. I wouldn't even entertain the thought. Hmm. I know it is what it is. If you entertain it, great. Have your minute, five minutes, and then get on with it. Move on. Hmm. Uh, Tiger's asking where Speck is. Mark Spector will see? be with us. Yeah, see? See? Mark Spector will be with us all. Speck? Yeah, well, he'll be with us all week at nine o'clock. From the buffet table at uh, uh, in Vegas this morning, probably. Where do you think? Did so we talk about this here in Edmonton. Of course, the the visiting teams stay right at um, across from Rogers Place in the Ice District. There is that the Marriott. Yeah, is that the the hotel? Uh, yeah. Like so, T-Mobile is connected directly to New York, New York. I think. Okay, is that where mm. they're staying? I don't think so. Specs at Super Eight somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How far off the strip do you got to go to find one of those? I don't know, but he would. Yeah, maybe he's at the Bellagio. Who knows? I don't think Sportsnet's fit foot in the bill for like at the MGM Grand or the Bellagio. What if you? Spec. What if you're using your uh, your frequent flyer miles or whatever? Because like I, that's all anybody ever tells me. But like I've only been to Vegas once, 
And then people are like, oh, yeah, I just, like, collect points on this thing. And then they'll just send you an email saying they'll, like, fly you there for free and you just pay for the rooms and all this stuff. It's like, how does that happen? Have well, you ever, who this, knows? Maybe maybe Specs a big uh, – maybe he's at the crab's table. Yeah, who knows? He, yeah know. he's a high roller in there to, like, welcome him in with open arms and give him the, the villa and – so on Friday, with the Duke and I went with Spec to Earl's after the game. We, you know, so we spent probably four hours together. I guess Friday night or whatever. Well, so this is the first time you ever hung around Spec. That was eh? the first time I'd met Spec in person. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, so we had a nice little time on Friday night. So, yeah, he was he was uh, he was in his groove, wasn't he? Oh, Spec was because think about how rarely Spec gets to go to a hockey game and be a fan. Right, he's always working when he's at these games. He was there at the at the Bears game, down on the glass, just like he was loving every minute of it. Uh, he was there a fan. He's an alumni. That's where he got to yeah. start covering that team for the Gateway. Like it was, it was. He was in his cheering. Ele- it was in his element for sure. He was banging on the glass and. And how about like here's one thing that I didn't mention earlier when we first talked about this being out on a Friday night at the Drake with Kevin Carius and Mark Spector. You'd think I was out with Taylor Swift and Travis <laughs> Kelsey. Just a celebrity profile like you've never seen before. Oh, Everybody whatever. wants to come up and get a picture and shake their hand and yeah. chat with them about the show and about Speck's last piece and all. I just stood there in awe. It was <laughs> whatever. Uh, everything from uh, from yeah. Stan Marple down to just yeah, general just, just general fans. Everybody had to come and get a yeah. get a piece of the pie. Marps so, was there, and then uh, even our buddy Grant uh, from uh, Sea Change. Yes, he was a welcome addition to he our little posse. purchased a couple of beverages for us. He stood in line. The beer lines are crazy, <laughs> L.A. Really? Like the longest I've ever seen. That him. was the longest I'd ever yeah. seen them, down, especially down on the bottom yeah. bottom floor. Yeah. Uh, saw Johnny Sexsmith. He was down there watching his son play. and He's a character. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we had lots of fun. Uh, Duke, I have a question. Did you get like a photo of the night? You know, to put up on the wall. Mm, no, I should have. No. I should have got a picture of you two there in front of the yeah. glass. Maybe uh, if, if the Bears had won, that would have been good. Get the score in the background or something. But unfortunately, they did not win on Friday. They did on Saturday to answer a Zap's zap text. Yeah. So the Bears split. They won in overtime on Saturday. Lost four two on Friday. Uh, three and a half minutes. The three two goal and then and empty, empty netter. And uh, just so the yeah. Bears have two games left, they'll play Thompson Rivers, yeah. I believe, this coming weekend. Huskies still have four, four. games left. I think they'll the Huskies are going to finish. It, it'll be it'll be it'll take yeah. a very fortunate uh, split on the Huskies mm-hmm. remaining schedule for the Bears to finish ahead of the Huskies for a four spot. But. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, John Michael Lyles, former NHLer, Colorado Avalanche analyst, will be our guest. Kevin Carey, Lorian Munzer, Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the game of the day, brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. Over 300 new Dodge, Ram, and Jeeps are available. 0% for up to 72 months on select models, and 0% also available on Ram 1500s only at St. Albert Dodge. And check them out at stalbertdodge.com as we welcome in John Michael Lyles, former Colorado Avalanche defenseman and now analyst with the team. Uh, morning, John Michael. Uh, welcome to Sports 1440. You're with Kevin Carries, an Olympic gold medalist. Lorian Munzer. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks a lot for having me. Well, thanks for hopping on here. Uh, just after the All Star break, did you kind of are you into the All Star break, the weekend, the kind of thing? How how's it kind of uh, check in with you at this time of the year? Well, I, I mean, it was um, you know a nice little nice little break, and um, I think you know for the guys, it's always nice and. Um, for me, I've got an eight-year-old daughter that plays hockey, so she was super into the skills competition oh. and the uh, and the game, and and so yeah, it's always fun just kind of 
um, you know, taking a step back and not, you know, paying attention to each each and every game, each and every day, and, and getting a little break and seeing those guys have some fun there in uh, in Toronto the last few days. Are you coaching your daughter or, or just kind of keeping tabs on her from afar? <laughs> uh, coaching is a very loose term, um, but I, but I, I'm I'm having fun with it. She she's super into it. She's um, we live in the mountains, and so she skis and she plays hockey and. Um, you know, it's, it's fun to see her doing both and, and, you know, really getting into the abs stuff, um, with me doing TV for them. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know that I'm officially coaching, um, maybe next year. We'll see. <laughs> uh, is she into the, the PWHL and everything kind of getting going and stuff like that too? Well, that's been a really cool thing that I've been able to talk to her about. Um, you know, she, she always asked, um, you know, is there a possibility for her to play professionally mm. and, and, um, now that's a, a really cool thing to be able to tell her, and, and she loves that. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's uh, uh, we haven't been able to get to a game in person just where we are, yeah. but, um, you know, hopefully that's a bucket list thing here in the next year or two. John Michael Lyles, our guest on Sports 1440. So the um, Avs in New York tonight to play the Rangers. Uh, just your thoughts on kind of uh, getting things going here again right after the All-Star break. Yeah, I mean you're right back in the uh, in, right back in the fire. Uh, if you're the Avs, you know you go go to New York and and you've got a I think it's a 12 day road trip that they're on um, that kind of takes them all up and down the East Coast and um, you know it'll be a good test. You, you're, you're playing some really good teams, starting with the Rangers tonight. Um, you know they make their way down to Florida as well and and um, uh, I believe up to Washington and so yeah, it, it's um, you know it, there, there's 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 going to be some challenges on this trip and um you know the the zach Parise signing i think um you know mm-hmm. he's going to be given uh, a number of opportunities to see kind of where he fits into this lineup and um you know depth for the abs has been uh, has been a question mark all year so we'll see if that he we'll see if he can add to that lineup um you know obviously nathan mckinnon is playing um you know top of the world right now and kale mccarr doing his thing night in and night out but you know, that secondary scoring, that secondary um, depth for the ads is going to be key down the stretch. So talking about Nathan McKinnon, you know, he's probably been the best that you've seen. What do you think has been the, the I don't know, the, the change, the shift to watch with him? Is he coming into his groove or do you think it's something else? You, you know, it, it's funny. Um, I... Uh, Watching Nate at the beginning of the year, I mean, he actually started off relatively slow, um, and, and he tends to do that. You know, it takes him a little a little while to kind of hit his stride. But now, I mean, he just seeing the game at a – it's almost like he's seeing the game in slow motion, the way that he's able to operate uh, on the ice. And, um, you know, he's just he, – he's finding, um, finding holes. Um, he's using his speed. He's using his strength. And, and he can really play the game any way you want to play it. It's not just, um, you know, it's not just going to be a finesse game with Nathan. And, um, you know, but I think that's honestly the most impressive thing is, um, you know, he can, he can throw hits, he can take hits, uh, and, and he's still going to be a threat, even if it's a physical game, even if it's playoff hockey. And, you know, he's really hit his stride, I would say, from about November 10th on, somewhere in there. And like I said, he's been arguably, I, I, you know, I would say, um, you know, top two players in the league since then. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's just fun to watch. It's fun to see in person for me, um, you know, night in and night out at Ball Arena. And, um, you know, it, it, it'll be 
It'll be interesting to see if he can continue this throughout the year because I think you know he he could be the Hart Trophy favorite at this point. And if he continues this play throughout the the remainder of the regular season, uh, I just don't know if you can um, go a different direction with mm-hmm. it. John Michael Lyles, our guest on Sports fourteen forty. You know, I asked this to a couple of guests that we had on in previous weeks, uh, uh, John Michael and. We're getting back to the best on best Olympics, and and then the uh, the, yeah. the four nations thing. Would you play John? Mi- would you play if you were coaching John Michael? Would you play Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid on the same line? Oh, <laughs> that's such a good question. Um, I, I mean, it's it's I, you know it's just so hard to say because um, like Nate and Connor both they're both guys that you want to have the puck right, and mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, I think it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because they could be so dominant out there together with, with the way that both of them skate. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not like there's a lot of defensemen in the league that can keep up with either one of those, let alone both of those guys on the ice at the same time. But it's also, you know, do you spread the wealth and, and, and have Connor McDavid on one line and Nathan McKinnon on another where those guys can have the puck at will and really create and, and um, create opportunities for the other two guys on the line. So, I, I mean, it's a, it's a, it, you know it's a luxury that that anybody would you know love to have. And you know, if, if I don't know how that would happen, but if they were ever down a goal and putting those guys on the ice at the same time, I mean, it would be really tough to stop them. But I, I would almost lean towards having them on separate lines because they're so dominant and and they're just they're guys that want the puck. And, uh, and operate so well and control the game when they have the puck on their step. It's a good problem to have, uh, isn't it? Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you touched, uh, you mentioned his name earlier, uh, Zach Parisi. Uh, how much does he have left in the tank and what can he offer this team uh, right now? Well, we're going to find out pretty quick how much he has left in the tank. I mean, he's, uh, he's a guy that uh, has had a lot of success over the years. And, um, you know, for, for, for Zach, I think it's more just a matter of um, – you know, you know how to play the game. Um, you know, the Avs are a team that a lot of times can um, dominate possession and, and uh, dominate scoring chances. And so for him, it's, it's do what he's always done. He's always been a guy that, that hasn't been afraid to go into the corners, you know, puck retrievals, create chances, um, you know, off the cycle, get to the front of the net. And I think he's going to have some good opportunities when you look at, uh, you know, some of the forwards that the Avs have with um, Nathan McKinnon, mm-hmm. with Miko Rantman, um, you know, that are playing at such a high level. And, and you know, some of the defensemen, Bo Byram, you know, Kale McCarr, uh, Devontae, guys like that. I mean, there's going to be opportunities for him to contribute. And um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much he does have left in the tank. And, and he's going to get uh, – I think he's going to get quite a, a bit of an opportunity here uh, on this road trip to kind of show where mm-hmm. he's at. John Michael Lyles, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, how would you assess the play of Ryan Johansson this year? You know, Ryan Johansson, I mean, listen, he's never going to be a guy that blows you away with his speed. But what I will say is I think they've, they've put him in, you know, some different situations, some different opportunities. Um, you know, he's, he's been out there killing penalties, winning face-offs. And um, he's a guy that's great on the faceoffs. I mean, obviously, you'd love to have him be a little more involved in the offense. He's been somewhat streaky in that sense. But I would say um, he hasn't really had a consistent, you know, uh, two wingers. When you look at Arturi Lackanen going down, um, you know, he got hurt for eight-plus weeks at one point. You know, Val Nachushkin's not with the team right now. And so those originally were his two wingers to start the year, but he hasn't really had that uh, – 
I would say, a, a run or a stretch of games with both those guys on his wing. So they've been kind of moving some guys in and out with him. Uh, he's played with Kibi Ranta a little bit. And, you know, they're just, I think they're just trying to, to give him some guys with some speed on the wings um, just to kind of, you know, help with his uh, lack of foot speed, I guess would be my, my, my best description of it. But that's, you know, that's who he's always been. He's a smart player. He wins faceoffs. He's, um, you know, he's reliable in his own end. And, um, you know, Jared Bednar trusts him in a number of different situations. So, um, like I said, you'd love to see him scoring more, but at the same time, he really hasn't had that, that consistent um, two wingers uh, on either side throughout this, you know, throughout a good portion of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Michael Lyles with us on Sports 1440. Uh, just to kind of, you know, change gears here a little bit, Personally, did you know that you wanted to kind of get into the the TV business, the analyzing of, uh, you know, with a team and, and being a commentator? Did you know that when you were kind of playing or when did you kind of feel that the, that this was a, a step for you uh, after your career was done? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I was always um, good friends with, uh, with the guys that were doing the commentating for the Avs, um, even after I left and was in Toronto and Carolina and Boston and always just tried to stay high when I was around and just chat with those guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I talked with them a little bit my last year in Boston about possibility of it. And I said, you know, I'm probably going to take a little bit of time and just figure out exactly what direction I want to go. And um, about halfway through that first summer, I, I, I came to the realization that I didn't really know what I was going to do and I don't sit still very well. So, um, you know, it, it actually worked out because I, I kind of said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to jump into this and um, I don't do every game for the abs, but I probably do, um, you know, uh, I would say almost half of them during the year. And, um, and they've been super gracious about it. Um, I've got two young kids and Mm -hmm. they understand that my schedule isn't always uh, flexible in that regard, but um, I I do enjoy it. I love, I love watching the games. I love the guys that I work with. They make it, you know, they make it worth, um, worth that time. Uh, just because they're 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 so good at what they do, uh, we always have fun, and um, you know we always say if you're if you're not having fun on TV, nobody's going to have fun watching you, and that's you know that's probably been my my uh, my favorite part of it. Mm-hmm. What's harder? What's easier for you? Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I for me, it's it hasn't been too tough in terms of um, just being able to talk about the game. I mean, you, you've been around the game your whole life and, and, um, you know, you can, you can really kind of, um, just go into, uh, into the, uh, into the, the, the little idiosyncrasies of the game without really even thinking about it. For me, it's more like if I have to break something down on, on video, um, and, and use the iPad for some reason, the iPad and I don't get along very well. So, um, I can talk about it really well. It's more just when I have to start operating the technology, technology, mm. That's when it uh, it gets on top of me. <laughs> I loved what you said about you didn't know what you wanted to do once your career on ice uh, was finishing, but also, too, that you can't sit still, and I find that with a lot of athletes. Um, yeah. Going on a 10-day road trip, there's a little different preparation, and I remember when I was racing, I didn't play hockey, but it was cycling. Um, can you talk about just the challenges, but also the good stuff that comes with a 12-day road trip? Yeah, I mean, it, it's um, first of all, it's a grind because you're not just in one place for 12 days. Everybody knows that you're playing games in different places. You're you're hopping on the plane, um, you know, every other day, and sometimes, um, you know, 
every day just because of the back-to-back scenarios. But um, you get to spend time with, you know, guys that you call your brothers and guys that you go to battle with and, and uh, you know, get to know people and, and enjoy, you know, different cities, different weather, um, you know, going to Florida and, uh, and enjoying that weather. Um, but by the end of that 12-day road trip, you're ready to sleep in your own bed and you're ready to, uh, you know, to get back to your routine of, of being at home. So there's, um, you know, there, there's pluses and minuses to it. Uh, I would say that, you know, it doesn't last forever now being, you know, past my playing time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you, don't, you don't really think about that when you're playing. You're, you're just so focused on the process and, um, you know, making sure that you're putting forth everything you can to help the team win games. But, uh, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, man, it, it, you know, I appreciated it, but I don't know that I appreciated it enough, the time with teammates. Um, because it is, it's the, it's the thing you miss the most when you leave the game uh, is being around the guys and being around the rink and being on the, the plane and being on those road trips and talking, you know, I, I'm a big part of uh, the uh, Colorado Avalanche Alumni Association, just talking with all our guys that are fresh, um, you know, into retirement. Um, you know, that's the thing that, that resonates the most is you just miss those times with, um, with those, you know, with the guys in the locker room and at the rink. Right. Is there something that you would do different knowing that and imparting on the athletes and the players right now so that I don't know if it's <laughs> to enjoy more? Because it's true. Exactly what you're yeah. saying is is just there yeah. is a camaraderie. There is that socialness. What would you impart? Yeah. You know, I, and I've said this to a number of guys, some, you know, some of the younger guys that I played with that are still in the game. And um, I, I just said, you know, enjoy every second because you just never know how long it'll last. I was fortunate enough to play 14 years and, um, you know, it, it, it went by in the blink of an eye. And now I'm in a, you know, a different part of my life with young kids and, you know, running around and, and trying to, to figure out who I am and what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know how long it's going to last. And you don't realize how good those times are until you're, you're out of it and you don't have it every day. Um, the other thing I would say is, is, you know, just think about what you want to do in the next step of your life too. Um, so many guys go through it and and never really think about what might be next. And, um, you know, some of us are fortunate to find some pretty cool stuff to do, but that's not always the case. And, you know, even just dedicating a little bit of time, whether it's in the summers or whether when you're on the road, um, uh, of just thinking about something that may, may interest you. Um, when you're done playing hockey would be the best best thing that I could say. Mm-hmm. John Michael Lyle is with us on Sports 1440, our St. Albert Dodge game of the day tonight, Colorado in New York to play the Rangers. What do uh, the Avs need to do tonight to come out of Madison Square Gardens with a, a two points tonight? Well, they got to be ready early. Um, that's been a consistent theme with the Avs this year is, uh, you know, some slow starts to games. And not every game, but I would say, um, you know, better than 50% of the games, they, they, they take them a little while to get their legs. And once they get into a groove, they have a tendency to dominate. But, um, yeah, the, I would say it's got to be um, you're jumping out of the gate. Uh, if, you're, if you're not ready going into Madison Square Garden, it can get on top of you really quickly. Um, it was one of my favorite places to play as a visitor, but um, it's also a really hard place to play. And so for me, you know, that's the big thing. You know, if Nate and Kale and, and you know, those top guys are, are into it early, 
coming off of uh, the all-star game, then I think the abs are going to be in a good spot. But, uh, you know, if they're, if they're kind of um, waiting to see how the Rangers are going to come out, then, you know, it could be a, it could be a long start to the road trip. Mm-hmm. Hey, John Michael, thanks for this. Really appreciate your time uh, and uh, enjoy your, your um, input on all the uh, uh, abs altitude broadcasts. Uh, thanks for coming on and uh, best of luck in the future. Thanks for this. Guys. All right, that's uh, John Michael Lyles and our game of the day, Colorado and the New York Rangers tonight. NHL back, man, it feels like we haven't had a game for like a year, but it's only it's only been a little over a week. Uh, the game of the day brought to you by St. Albert Dodge with an industry-leading 4.6 Google review rating. Head up the trail to St. Albert Dodge. See how easy it is to do business with, with the great people. Check them out, stalbertdodge.com. So, two games tonight, Colorado and the Rangers, and then the Islanders are in Toronto. Right back at it. Man. This is exciting. It's exciting. And it's true. It feels like forever mm-hmm. without having a game. It was like, I was looking at the schedule going, do I have the wrong date? <laughs> you know, and sometimes, you know, years ago, they would kind of, the All-Star game was, they would have another day on Monday, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But I like the fact that they pushed it where half the teams take the, the first bit and then the other half ballpark take yeah. the second bit after the game so and the weekend the festivities so when we come back we'll get to some of your texts one 401 have a kind of a longer one from Sean to get through but it's about um, burnout so we'll talk about uh, okay. that that's coming up we'll get to your text Sean right after the break Kevin Carries Laurie Ann Munzer Sports 1440 stay with us alright welcome back to the big program Kevin Carries Laurie Ann Munzer 844 in Edmonton, uh, Marty, we've mentioned it five times that Mark Spector will be on at nine o'clock. So pay attention, Marty. Marty Stevens uh, is asking us to say about Mark Spector being Where's on. The, the people, spec? the people want Mark Spector. Yeah. They're clamoring to but know when Spec's going to be on. Pay attention, Marty. Maybe listen, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> well, come well, on. It's hard though. Spec is always like at eight o'clock. Yeah, but except we, that one morning. When, yeah, was that when uh, the alarm didn't go off at the old uh, Ponda de la Rosa? Was that the, so? He came on at eight forty. Forty that day. Yes. Yeah. Oops. Oh, old spec. You know what song's going through my head with that? Yeah. Britney Spears. Oops. I did. Tiger just says uh, maybe Marty just woke up. Come on, man. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, maybe he did. But pay attention, Marty. We've mentioned it. This is the sixth time now. Mark Spector will be on at nine o'clock all week. All, all week. week. I'm glad you're t- saying it now. All week. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, coming up at uh, 9 o'clock, Mark Spector will be with us. And then uh, 9, <laughs> 9.20, <laughs> Scott Billick from the uh, Winnipeg Sun is, uh, will guest with us to talk about the Jets and how Winnipeg's kind of looking going into the second half. At uh, 10.20, we will have Soren Petro from the program 810 WHB in Kansas City uh, to check in with the Super Bowl week. Is right here? Kansas City looking. Uh, you know what? I still can't believe the odds right now. It's still one and a half, Duke? Is that what it is? It is. Still, yeah. So I'm shocked. People can't believe this, Lorianne. And I mean, Duke, well, there's going to be a lot of, obviously, this is the most, uh, the biggest game that's ever bet on, like, all year by far. It's not even close, the amount of bets for, for with everything. And not just the, the spread, but, I mean, you've got um, all the prop bets. There's, I mean, the Sw- how many Swifty bets are there? 
I haven't, I haven't dug into them yet. Uh, we had a few texts last week on uh, Fantasy Frenzy asking for Connor in mind, all of our favorite prop bets and stuff. I think we'll really be diving into that this week, of course, with hockey, uh, the fantasy weekend, mm-hmm. you know, ramping back up. A lot of teams on by, so still a kind of slow schedule. Um, basketball, of course, always touch on that. But, yeah, I think this week will be a, a big Super Bowl focus for us on the, the 11 to 12 o'clock hour. And you know what? We all know I love to, to dabble. Yeah, and the uh, the, ga- the sprinkle. The sprinkle. I love the sprinkle. Yeah, I love the sprinkle. Favorite word. But it'll be tough to sprinkle this week because there there is only the one and a half point line. Mm-hmm. So like at that point, I'll just bet them on the money line. So uh, we've talked about that I do the NFL with my father-in-law, yes. but I'm setting the line. I get to set the line, and it's not going to be one and a half for San Fran. I can guarantee you that. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I will be going. I'm probably going to change it to. I would probably go one. I might go one and a half. The KC. Chiefs. Yep. And you, see if see if he see takes if he it. takes it. He, see if he bites, takes it. bites yeah. on it. Yeah. And he's not. He's not that sharp. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad texts in. Hey, when is Spec coming on? <laughs> Nine o'clock. Uh, on a serious note, here's a, a text from Sean. We wanted to get to Lorianne. So I'm um, yeah. just kind of. It's a longer email, but uh, it has to do with burnout. So good morning, LA. Question for you. Regarding burnout, you seem to obviously know a lot about burnout, athlete fatigue. Yeah. Uh, it just says, uh, my daughter is in a certain sport. Uh, I see lots of older girls at her level, a few years older than her, burning out. Uh, one in particular who's her, her idol, it says here. And uh, Again, she had a bad experience. Seems like she completely lost her identity, who she is. How do I eliminate this so my daughter doesn't become like that with burnout and, and things like that? So uh, I don't know the age here, but uh, I think we can kind of, you know, I would imagine it's a, a younger a younger girl. So mm-hmm. I think it's easy to, number one, get burnt out whatever age you are. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's like, you know, John Michael Lyles, 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 he was saying, you've got to also think about what's next. I think if you're in school, is do both. Have school and sports. If you're working, if you're a lot older, um, do both again. Work Mm -hmm. and play the sports. You've got to have that balance, but you also have to take a look and go, what makes you happy? What makes you thrive? When do you just like explode and light up? This weekend when I was uh, working, I was I had Eurythmics on. I found a couple good classics. I was listening to Roxette. And that just, and I know it's it may seem silly, but it's not silly. If you've got music, if you've got friends, if you've got mm-hmm. uh, photography or videoing, different things is you got to figure out what lights you up and bring that into it because it's not just all sports. Sean just said uh, 13 years old. 13 so. years old. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I think we have to... Take them out of the game, take them away from sport, away from school, from all of the pressures. And again, it comes back to what do you love to do? What do you also love to do besides your sport? I know when I was going in cycling, all like I ate, I slept, I dreamt, everything was cycling. And when I got hurt, I had nothing. I had nothing other than my job, which I mean was okay, but I I had lost yeah. who I was. And you've got to bring those different components. I think about it as the five Fs. You've got to have fun. There's got to be a component of fitness. So with athletics, there is. There's got to be families and family and friends. Um, there's a thing called faith, which can wig mm-hmm. people out. It could be religion, community, it could be school, it could be even meditating or doing yoga. And the most important element is fun. Mm-hmm. Fun outside of being all consumed by your sport. And it's bringing those, 
all of those five aspects. And if you think about them like a wheel, if you touch on each aspect, right. you're going to have a wheel that rolls better. So the other thing, too, that I would say is communicate. Talk. Oh, talk. talk. Forget about texting. Yes. Talk. Pick up the phone. And, and Be just, face-to-face. Yeah, talk and ask your, your daughter, your son, whatever, how old are you? And again, basically ask the five questions. Are you having fun? You yes. know, and you'll find out in a hurry if your son or daughter is not having fun. Oh, exactly. So. exactly. And the other component is instead of telling them, ask them, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? You know, I, I remember and when that's I was... a huge question. Uh, when I was this age, and, and I was... So that was bantam hockey, first year bantam back then. I didn't want to play anymore. I, uh, for some reason, I just wasn't having any fun. Mm. And I was sort of pushed into it yeah. at that point. And I think, you know, for me at the time, I was not happy about being pushed into it. Okay. And I, I ended up playing because I was yeah, kind of being forced. Yeah. That's what everyone was doing. That's what the kids did. But I think if it were done 45 years later or whatever it is, probably wouldn't have played. That's okay too, right? It is, yeah. But then I was so glad that I stayed with it. So sometimes you might need a little kick in the butt, and mm-hmm. sometimes you just may, maybe need to pull back a little bit. But again, I, I like your the, the, the five Fs thing. Yes. And where you have that opportunity to, um, you know, step back and have a look at where, where you are, where you are and where you want to go. Yes. What you want to be. Yeah. And it, it's hard when you're that age too. It is. You know. But make it fun, make it a game. And then that's where it gets really interesting. I mean, um, dad put the tiara on and you can put the boa, you can put the Viking hat on, whatever, mm-hmm. and make it a game, make it fun. Imagine if dot, 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 and then you finish that sentence. Mm-hmm. Imagine you could do anything that you wanted to. And, you know, the little kids are great because they will come up with multiple things. In that teenage year, sometimes mm-hmm. you're afraid to say, what do you really want? Because we're judged. Um decisions are made on what we say and a lot of times we don't give the younger athletes the opportunity to think about what is it that they want and sometimes they need to go away and think about it and bring back the dreaming part the imagination and even as adults Mm -hmm. we got to bring more of the playtime the fun time back again how do you kind of straddle that line like how do you you got to just have a feel for it i guess to yep you you do and it comes back to do both you know, do your sport, do your school, go play, do your sport, work, do both, be involved in the community, mm-hmm. do something different, create, you know, a list of 10 ideas from your friends or even sit down as a family and go, hey, what do we all want to do? Yeah. And just start brainstorming and masterminding the ideas. Uh, text coming in uh, around that age, Jordan said, I didn't want to play hockey either. My dad switched me to basketball, ended up playing right through high school. Memories were so good. I uh, barely remember playing hockey. And I, I don't think that's kind of what we're getting at about not playing hockey, but it was just about being involved with a, a sport, a team yes. to, you know, at that age. It wasn't about switching anything like that, but uh, good point, Jordan. If Again, you probably weren't having fun playing hockey. But exactly. Now, then you went to play basketball and you had fun. Yeah. You know, so. My folks were a little bit different is I had played baseball when I was a kid and I loved it and I wanted to do more, but mom and dad we spent time up at the cottage, mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to play in those leagues. But the thing was, it fueled me to go out 
and do it myself, figure it out and get involved <laughs> into those organizations, even through school and sport. And that's where, that's where it really started. So, uh, do you have, can you guess what's coming up at nine o'clock here? <laughs> doom, 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 Mark Spector. Can you oh, believe it? The spec yeah. is coming up. And we got like, there's like 20 texts coming in. Hey, what time is spec? Is spec on at nine? Does spec know? Everyone's going so. I, I think you have to do a press release there, Duke, or, or put it out there on uh, on social. We'll get Duke Donovan. 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 We, 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 we often send us some tweets, kind of give yeah. a little a five minutes heads up on our guests and usually the non-recurring yeah. guests. Uh, so, you know, everybody knows specs every day, day. Yeah. but I think we better get one sent out today. So everybody Well, knows. we got to send it to Marty. Yeah, it's at, at Marty Stevens. Wake up, Marty. <laughs> uh, top of the hour, Mark Spector coming up, uh, and then we'll also have Scott Billick from the uh, Winnipeg Sun. Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming experience. Our hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts and treatments were designed for you. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.